0: podcast is part of the
1: sports social podcast network boom we're on and today's guest we've got leticia grace how are you Hi. gorgeous
0: i'm good thank you good to see you good to see you as well it's nice to like see you in person because yeah. i watch you on youtube all the time thank you yeah but I can't lie, i'm shitting my pants
1: yeah <laughs> and so you should be well, then. i read your book yeah valleywood yeah you've read that you've um had quite a have a turmoil life for such a young girl
0: yeah i have to be honest and i feel like i wrote that like so long ago like no one really knows my story do you know what i mean i was i was latisha grace obviously then but i didn't have like a big platform like i have now so that's why i wanted to really come here and speak to you about it yeah let's
1: well, go mm. cool, then i yeah. always go back to the start of my guests where you grew up and how it all began
0: um i grew up in betolbert it's like a small town in um wales it's kind of a shit doll, but I love it. Sorry guys, because everyone, everyone back home goes nuts to me when I say right. that, but it's home in it. Um yeah, my mum had five kids. I was the oldest, and she she brought us up as a single mother. Um and that's my backstory, really.
1: No, it was not. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's fucking not. you were a bit of a rebel at school. Yeah. You got expelled and stuff, you were a bit of a yeah. class clown. Yeah what was the schooling like? Was that, because we'll touch on your stepdad later on in the interview, but why was you such a little Do you fucking torag? Like,
0: I feel like, cause I had so much going on in my home life. I struggled in school. Like, I felt like that was the only place that I could get attention. So I feel like I was naughty because one, I wanted to make everyone laugh. And two, I feel like I got more attention when I was naughty. If that made sense? Cause I wasn't getting attention at home. I, Because I ask myself this all the time. I I always think like, why was I like that in school? Because I'm smart, do you know what I mean? But I I acted dumb. But I think that's the reason.
1: Yeah, everybody craves attention differently. Mm. Through being the class clown or being the loudest or trying to be the best, most academic. Everybody in the world is different. Now, just because you were a pain in the ass at school doesn't mean you're a bad person i was a class clown as well i made everyone laugh
0: yeah because
1: it got me attention i can still i can sit with any caliber of, a person and fit right in yeah i would adapt like many faces for different different faces for different places it's that's just the way i was i conditioned myself to be like that. Ah, why mm. were you not getting the love at home is that your mum struggling or
0: i mean yeah like obviously you've read the book and stuff and i don't know i i my whole childhood, from what I can remember, just wasn't, wasn't good. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I've never... Fuck's sake. I don't even know why I'm about to cry. Oh, I hate just speaking about the past. Sorry.
1: It's okay. Take your time.
0: Can we cut that bit out? Because that's embarrassing. Take your time. <laughs> I hate crying.
1: Can you speak about the past much? No. To try and block it out? Yeah. But you've got to understand how far you've come in life. So you're as much as the past is brutal and mm-hmm. painful, it also makes you who you are, stronger, more wiser, wi- yeah. more wiser. Well, 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 probably it's um the pain in the past is a beautiful thing. A lot of people it can destroy a lot of people, but yeah. it can kick a lot of people 100%,
0: on. 100%. And I say this all the time because <clears throat> Sorry, let me just get myself together. <sighs> Fuck, I feel emotional. It's the time of the month as well, sorry. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Hang right. the knives, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah. No, so, um, I say this all the time because my brother—I don't know if you know—he's like a big rugby player now, and we, um, we obviously grew up together. I'm four years older than him, so I've always felt like I've mothered him. He's been through the same as same things as me, but because he was younger, he doesn't really like remember much. And um, I always say like, we wouldn't be where we are today if well, we went for if we didn't go what we went through kind Mm -hmm. of thing do you know what I mean so as much as it's bitter it's sweet as well because if if I didn't go through all that shit I don't feel like I'd be where I am right now do you know what I mean of course man Mm -hmm. and that's
1: where the I always say this shit but you find your light only reason you find your light is going through the darkness Mm -hmm. in life now we've all go through shit in life every single person goes through it some people it breaks some people it makes them go I ain't gonna live that life I ain't gonna give my kids that life Yeah. so it is different like everybody sees the world differently everybody handles heartbreak differently everybody handles abuse differently getting expelled from school differently addictions differently some people came out of the blessed Mm. ones came out of i feel blessed to come out my misery and darkness but i still battle including yourself you can still see the emotion even probably leading up to this interview you probably knew the emotion but it's good to clear the air also it's good to go do you know what fuck it that's my chapter it's done now i'm going to create the new one your brother, congratulations! I've seen that he signed a new contract as well. Yeah. So shout out to your brother. Yeah. But you've clearly got you're, you've clearly got stardom in your family, where mm-hmm. people like your brother, they've probably seen you going through a lot of madness and suicidal thoughts and darkness in your life. Yeah. But you kicked on, you made the changes, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. So then, like we had clear, nothing. Yeah, there's do you there's know clearly what I mean? strength there. So when you're going through, like your mum and your dad, because in the book it's called "Living with the Devil." Yeah. One of the chapters with your stepdad, who you thought was a loving man, but then turned to drinks, violence, mm. abuse. What age were you when you started realising that something wasn't right?
0: I think when my mum met him, I must have been 10, I think around 10. And obviously she brought him around us and I was just like, because I didn't have my dad growing up, I was so happy. I was like, oh my God, I was like he was so nice, he took us to the shop, he bought us sweets, and he was like, he was a lovely man, I got to give it to him, he was amazing, and I thought, oh, I finally got a dad, do you know what I mean? That's that's how I felt. Um, I don't want to cry, I'm sick of crying. Um, And yeah, and then we lived together for a bit, and then we moved, and then my mum got married very fast. I would say it was less than a year, a couple of months, and I feel like that's when I started to see a change, like he started going out with his mates a lot. And then I think he just fell into the wrong crowd and ended up doing the wrong things.
1: Drugs, heroin, he ended up heroin. heroin, crack.
0: Heroin, I think it was heroin. Yeah, yeah. well it was heroin, it mm. wasn't crack.
1: Was it in the book as well? Who was the family member that was in the car while he was smoking crack?
0: Um, so or basically heroin? my auntie um, had her, had a boyfriend at the time and he was heavy on heroin. And then my stepfather, started hanging around with him and then for some reason he fell into that as well. So, yeah.
1: But drugs do change people and it is difficult yeah, to see some of it. It's
0: crazy. Like he went from like the nicest man, like my savior to the devil. Like it's it's absolutely mental what like hard drugs can do to you. Like
1: was, was There's no telltale signs right at the start for your mum. Did your mum notice that? Um,
0: I think my mum noticed, but I think she kind of turned a blind eye. But, like, he was very good at hiding at the beginning. And I remember there was times where I'd, like, to get into my house, I'd go around to the back door because my mum would always leave the back door open for me, and I must have been about 12, 13 at this time. And I'd go round and I'd see him literally injecting in the living room and with his friends, and I'd run upstairs, I'd be like, Mum, Mum, he's doing drugs, he's doing drugs. And she'd be like, shut up, stop chatting shit, like, he's not doing drugs. So I think like she, I don't know. I think she was kind of oblivious to it at the denial. start, but I knew. I, did, and, I, yeah. I, I didn't really know much about drugs. Do you and know denial, what I
1: mean? denial though. Huh? Your mum probably in denial.
0: Yeah. In denial. 100%. To cover Because she loved tracks. him. Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? Loves a powerful thing. Yeah. And she thought like he was the one. She got married to him. Like he was good to her kids. So yeah, I think she was definitely in denial at the beginning.
1: Because your mum fell pregnant twice in a space, so I just...
0: Oh, yeah. And I remember the first away. time she got pregnant, I was happy. And then the second time I got pregnant, obviously he was on the drugs and everything then. And I was just like... I remember just crying my eyes out. I was just like, no. I was like, what, like, why are you doing this? And she, it, she wasn't expecting that from me, do you know what I mean? But, yeah, she got pregnant literally... Well, there's a year between them, so it was pretty much straight away.
1: How old were you?
0: I was about... When she first got pregnant with her first first kid with him, I was 12 and then I think I was 13 on the next kid, my next brother or sister. Yeah, but so cru- it was, yeah. I don't want to say their names.
1: because. But crucial years thing. for any kid to yeah. see that shit. Now, yeah. any sort of trauma and there's like, I think it was like sixty-seven percent of childhood trauma mm. has a bigger effect to then have addictions when you're older. Mm. Because we don't know how to deal with trauma. We don't know how to deal with pain, especially at a young age. Like your mum and dad, then ain't therapists, they ain't, yeah. You don't know how to speak out. So you've done it through being a class clown. Yeah. Being a daft ass. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To hide and hide the pain and
0: drinking on the weekends. What age did you start drinking? Um, I started drinking at 13 and I think I took my first drug as well at thirteen. And I was clubbing at thirteen. Like that's crazy. Like I've got a daughter now. If she if I found out she was drinking and doing drugs and going clubbing at thirteen, I'd lose it. I would never allow that to happen. Like Beautiful that's,
1: daughter, by the way, Winter.
0: Oh, yeah, she'd be yeah. full yeah. And yeah. she's five, nearly six. And it's just, oh, God, it's crazy to think, like, in another six years she'd be doing drugs and stuff. But that's my aim, do you know what I mean? To just give her the best childhood she could ever imagine. Like, she, I give her so much love. Like, I must tell her about 40 times a day I love her. And I think that's
1: important. Yeah, definitely. What age did your stepdad start coming out of your life?
0: Um, so uh, the one we're speaking about, the heroin guy, yeah. he was my uh, second stepdad. So I had a stepdad before that who is um, my sister's father and we lived with him, um, I think I was about four, four till six, something like that. And he was an absolute twat as well, to be honest. Um d- I don't even know what to say about it. He just, like, he just treated me and my brother terrible, if I'm honest with you. Like, my sister would have, like... She was, like, the, the princess. She'd have, the, like, the amazing room. And then me and my brother would share a box room. Wasn't decorated, nothing. Literally just had the bare minimum in that room. And we'd just be in that room for, like... I, I, it was like we wasn't a part of the family. So my mum and my, my sister... And her partner, they'd all eat on the table. And then... Oh, I fucking feel like this is therapy. <laughs> so, yeah, like, we were... Me and my brother were just treated so differently. Like, they'd eat on the table, we'd eat out in the hallway, on the stairs. Like, it was just crazy.
1: How old were you then?
0: Six, I think. And my brother was, like, I'm four years older than him. So, he was, like, two. He was young. He doesn't remember much of it, but obviously as a six-year-old, you're going to remember things like that. And I remember he was just such a horrible man. I remember little things like, do you know your, your memory? Like it blocks the bad things out, doesn't it? Yeah. I remember things like he'd put us in the car seat and like, he'd pinch us and he'd pinch my brother and I'd see, like he was just horrible to us. Like I hate him.
1: Yeah, he's a horrible bastard, man. That's, yeah. that's abuse at its highest level. That Not just physical, but mental. Mm. Mental abuse is worse. To feel like an outcast, to feel like an outsider, to feel that like you're not good enough, to not feel that like you're loved, and that's how when people go through their teenage years, they get addictions, they crave the boyfriends, sexual partners, because then you get that attention with being a basically a jackass at school to get yeah. it, feeling good and feeling as if you were loved and important. But yeah. it's a wrong. It's not. It's not really the right kind of love. Same mm-hmm. as all the criminals I interview, like every single one is the abandonment issues there where they crave love and attention through fear and power. So people fear them. They don't love them. People want to be their friends because they're scared of them. There's a difference. And it's difficult. No matter what you do in life, no matter how far you go on, the penny of the past is always going to be there. No matter how successful you come, no matter how big a show you can get, or had a best-selling book no matter what the fuck it is when we spoke earlier that when you go home and you shut the curtains are you really happy then mm. that's when the fucking demons really kick in like no, we can so even sitting here it's to we put the masks on as well we're still scared that what do people think what yeah. they're going to do how they're going to judge God, us i'm fuck. so
0: scared of like what people think and i should but you know what like when i was younger i didn't used to be like i used to think fuck everyone i don't give a fuck i'll i'll do what i want i'll act how i want and I kind of miss that person. But I, I think, like, because I've been in the public eye now for over 10 years, I think it's been over 10 years, like, I think my when I first went on to the Valleys, I was 18 years old. That's so young. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I constantly had people, like, picking on my appearance, on the way I looked, on the way I acted. And then you think, shit, am I ugly? Am I not a nice person? Do you know what I mean? So you kind of, like, you're always, like, wary now. I feel like I'm wary of how to act and shit like that. Obviously, I'm myself. But I don't feel like I'm my full self anymore because of all the trolling I've had and stuff.
1: Of course, but you become sensitive now. The people who say "fuck everyone" is the ones who are really hurting the most because we mm. are so sensitive. Yeah. Like, once you become sensitive towards life and understand it a bit more, remember you're still young. Yeah. You're still learning the craft. You're still understanding it. Wait a minute, all that external shit that you chase isn't where you're going to find your completion. It's not where you're going to find your fulfillment. Mm. Because when you're, if you're broken, that was a part of me chase fame for a long time because you see people on magazines and TV and you think they look so happy. Mm. If I get that life, then it'll be everything. Then when you start getting it, you start realizing it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, Nothing changes up here. Nothing changes how you see the world because everything, and I always fucking repeat myself, but everything's within. You must dig deep within. Mm -hmm. Treat yourself right, speak better, act better. Yeah. Changes can be made. It's to try and break the connections or the pain of the past. Now, if you think about the past, if you think about those tr- traumatic events, what happens is the brain releases a chemical to the pain you had felt that day. So mm. the brain doesn't know what's real or what's fake. So even you're talking about that and feeling teary- teary-eyed, that's because the, the brain's releasing the chemicals to actually that time that you, it's taking you back 20 it's years crazy, ago, 25 it? years ago. The brain's a powerful thing. Yeah. If to try and break the connection. So when you do think about the pain, the chemicals aren't there as much. And that's difficult. That's mm. how a lot of people work on their inner child is to go back to that moment and change the mindset and trick the brain to feeling like, that you don't want to feel fear anymore and scared. Yeah. It's fucking hard though. No, life's, yeah. Life is mad.
0: Life is mad. It's crazy. And it's mad like how things can just proper like fuck you up in the future. Do you know what I mean? That's why... With like with my daughter like I, I just I'm so careful with her I make sure she never sees me arguing like I just want her to have the happiest childhood ever I never want her to grow up with that burden do you know what I mean
1: of like a bad childhood you can clearly see the, the pain is still there the trauma is still there but you've got to give yourself credit still being here I know do you know what I mean like it's easy to have take the easy way out which it's not even an easy way out because I know you've been suicidal like, a couple of times you've tried to take your own life mm. how old were you
0: Um, I think the first time I must have been 12, 13, I think. I think think I'd done that in my house with a school tie or something like that. And then the one I remember the most was when I was like 14, I think. I think I was out drinking with my friends. And like when I say drinking, I mean drinking. I would go to the, I'd stand outside the shop. I'd wait for like someone like older to go in and they'd get me like a litre of vodka and I'd down it and i mean like like i can't drink for shits now but back then i just i just didn't care i just i just drunk to just block everything out and i remember um we were all drinking on the streets and we were going we were like in and out the lanes and stuff and i was just like i was like i don't want to be here anymore and i remember just like i hate crying i'm sick of crying um and I remember I run down the lane, and everyone was trying to like find me or whatever. And it, it sounds so pathetic now when I think about it. But there was like a bin bag, like in one of the lanes, in the back by the, by the by a bin, obviously. And um, I got the bin bag. It was like an empty one, and I wrapped it around my neck, and I was literally squeezing, squeezing so tight. And I was thinking, I don't, I don't even want to be here anymore. I was like, I hate crying. Oh, sorry.
1: That's okay, man. Take your time.
0: <laughs> But it gets funny because it's actually like, you wouldn't believe this. So I was like literally squeezing myself like this. And then all of a sudden I just could smell something disgusting. I was like, what the fuck is that? And um, I looked in the fucking bin bag and there was like a dead kitten in that bin bag. <laughs> so like, what's the chances of that? And I feel yeah. like that dead kitten Said like saved leave. my life. Mm-hmm. My friends always joke about it now, mm-hmm. but it's just mad. Like, what's the chances of that? You yeah. try killing yourself with a bin bag and there's a fucking dead kitten in it.
1: But you, did you get any help after that? No. Did you tell anyone?
0: My friends, yeah. Um, what about your mum? No.
1: How was your relationship with your mum? Did you feel as if you were abandoned by her as well?
0: <clears throat> Sorry, I just don't want to cry. Listen. Um, do you know, like, my relationship with my mum growing up? I mean, I wouldn't even say it's like a like a mother and daughter relationship. So I want to get myself together because I don't want to be crying for this whole no, fucking okay, thing. Man. Yeah, like with my mum, I don't feel like we've ever had like a mother and daughter relationship. Like, I'd look at my friends and their mums and stuff, and they'd be like showing them affection, kissing them, like telling them that they love them and stuff. But.
1: Were you envious of a lot of your friends then?
0: No, I wasn't envious. But I've just, I'm just trying to say, like, I've never had that relationship with my mum. Mm -hmm. Like, only now I say we got a good relationship, but I feel like growing up, I, I can't ever remember getting hugs off my mum. I can't remember telling me she loves me, which is mad. Like,
1: is your mum, did she battle her own demons? Did she go through a lot of shit when she was younger yeah, also? Yeah. You'll tend to see that kind of as um, a connection. 100%.
0: Or- and now I understand more. But, like, when I was younger, I used to think, why why doesn't she love me? Mm -hmm. But now I've got older, like, we've had conversations and stuff. I completely get why she was the way she is. I feel like when things happen to you, you either go one way or the other, you either become a really amazing loving mother, which I feel like I've done, or you become very distant and just, you kind of, you kind of do the same thing to your child which was done to you kind of thing. So I feel like, my mum went that way, and I, I don't blame her for it because what she went, what she's been through and stuff, is, is horrendous.
1: When did you have that discussion with her?
0: God, this was like five, a few years ago, four, or five years ago, and she was drunk, and we had a conversation, and she was like, she just basically said, like, I'm sorry for the way I was to you, um, and it was because of X, Y, and Z, and I was like, it's fine, but it was, it was. Good in a sense, like hearing that. Do you know what I mean? Because I always thought, like, why, why doesn't she treat me like a proper mum? But like I said, I can't, I can't blame Yeah, uh, You
1: can understand then why anyway. she was distant, cold-hearted. But yeah, it's hard cold-hearted is the word for it. Do you know what She's it very cold. Yeah, so people who are cold have been through some shit in their life. Like, Mm -hmm. people don't see it, but everybody's got... And it's difficult when somebody's cold-hearted, they don't tell you anything. So for you even going forward and saying, look, this happened to me as a kid, they don't want to hear it. I don't Mm -hmm. want to know, I don't want to know. They don't want to understand Yeah. because they've been through the pain. Mm -hmm. It's difficult, man. Like, everybody's on their own process. Everybody's dealing with their own shit in life. 100%. And like... There'll come a time, though, when everything will make sense. Everything will go, right. wait a minute, you'll need to let go of the past. Yeah. I ain't a fucking therapist. I'm only talking through experience and people who I interview. But there comes a time when you're going to need to... F- once you release it, you'll feel a weight off your shoulders. You'll feel like a different animal. You'll feel like, 100%. okay, it'll make sense. You're probably at that stage of your life now. You're probably going yeah. to another chapter where you feel as if, okay, the time is now. Like Speaking about this and going out to the masses and thinking, how's people going to see it? you're going to be surprised mm. how many people are, this is going to help also to understand what And this at.
0: is why I wanted to do it because obviously my boyfriend um, he knows my story and we always watch you and he was like Tish, mm. you need to go you need to do an interview with him he was like because People just know you as Letitia Grace. They don't know, like, your backstory. Like, my book, no one in this day and age really picks up a book and reads one, do they? But I did release that, like, in 2015, I think.
1: Valleywood, it's called.
0: Valleywood, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but he was like, you don't understand how many people you can help with your story. And I was like, do you know what? Like, you, you're right. Like, if me doing this can help one person then I've done a good job. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. But yeah. there comes a time when you got to understand that life does go on. You can't let the past consume you. 100%. Let you eat, you, it can, the past can eat you away. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. Like, mm. it's, it's, it's a hard place to let go of now. As much as I can promote it and try and preach it, I still think about the past. I yeah. still think, I can't be asking out of my bed today. Mm-hmm. But you need to force yourself Happiness ain't a 24-7 thing. You don't just walk down the road skipping no. and living life. Yeah. You've got to really work on yourself, try and eat the right things, exercise, just doing stuff that makes you feel good. Mm. I, always try and, I don't try and promote alcohol or that, but a lot of people seem to go down the easy route and drink, Yeah, have a wine on a Wednesday night, that, before you and know that one wine turns into a bottle every night mm. and because people rely on it so much to take them away from the pain of the past. Yeah. And it is difficult. Your first relationship was 14 uh, yeah, was boy was The boy was 18? When I
0: got with him, yeah, he was 18. So that's... That's
1: still old as well. That's fucking I know. paedophilia, basically. I
0: know. Do you know what? Like, it's mad. Like, at the time, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like... I don't know. I felt, I felt grown, like I said. I've been clubbing since 13, doing mm. drugs and stuff. I just felt... I, like I said, I, I didn't think it was bad. But now I look back on it. If my daughter got with an 18-year-old when she was 14, there'd be ructions. Like, honestly, it just wouldn't happen. Um, so it's kind of crazy to, to see it that way. But um, yeah, I felt like he was like my saviour though, in a way, do you know? Because like, I didn't have like a man figure in my life. Like I had obviously the devil. Um, I just felt like he kind of helped me at a time where I, where I needed someone. So yeah, that relationship was, was crazy to be fair. But.
1: Was that when you were a craving attention?
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
1: yeah. Did it make you feel good, though, at the time?
0: Yeah, like, he was he was a good boyfriend, to be fair, at the beginning. How like, long did that last? We were together for four, four years, I think. I finished No, five years. I finished with him before Fuck I went on shit. the valleys. Well, that's a long time. Yeah, so I was with him a long, long time. Did you ever
1: have that discussion that he was 18 and you were 14?
0: No, never, you know. I didn't even think it was bad until, like, the like the other month no the other month actually i was speaking with someone about it and i was like shit i was 14 and he was 19 i remember at the time as well my auntie was kicking off like because my mum told her that i was with um an 18 year old and i remember thinking why is she going crazy like um, he's only four years older than me but it's actually like bad now when you think of it yeah,
1: that's fucked up to be honest yeah
0: yeah but um the relationship with him was just like I just feel like I was young. I feel like he he was a lot older than me, and I feel like when when we were together, I just felt like it, it was suppre- like I was suppressed because I was like young. I wanted to live my best life, and he was just like ready to like proper settle down. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, I done drugs with him a lot as well.
1: At fourteen? Yeah. That's fucked up, man.
0: And I mean like we'd be on benders for like four days no sleeping no no like no eating just constant drugs because he was actually
1: a drug dealer at the time as well was that a turn on for you was it what a turn on like the bad boy in the streets and (laughs) but for a fucking young (laughs) kid man you shouldn't even know what that is i know
0: it's mad you know when i look back at it now i think how did i do that it's crazy like we'd literally be in a house all my friends all his friends and literally just do drugs for four days straight. I felt like it was like I wouldn't say it was a turn on for me, but I felt like it was an escape for me. Like yeah. I felt like I could escape everything.
1: Were you? What age did you get expelled from school?
0: Um I think I was sixteen. It was in sixth form, so I'd done school and then I went to sixth form and they expelled me. Did you? Do you know why? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Why? But for the viewers, tell them why.
0: Oh, <laughs> it's pathetic. Um. So. There was like this, my, like I said, I was the daredevil in it. I just made everyone laugh and they were like, Oh, go and do a striptease for the, for the, one of the guys in the common room. I was like, All right. So I went over and I'd done a striptease, was taking my like tie off, my shirt off. And one of the headmasters walked in and I was in a Catholic school now. Like we done mass every week. Um, every week it was like very strict and he walked in and he was like, Letitia. And I was like, Oh. <gasps> And he was like, get into my room now. So I was like, fuck. So I went into the room and I remember um, my mum got called up and she was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what's, what's, what's wrong. And she, and um, they were just like, we're expelling her. But it was a buildup of things. It wasn't just that. I think that was just the icing on the, on the cake. I feel like I was just obviously very rebellious, always cheeky. And it, it's so bad now to look back at it. Like I would never want my child to be like that. But like I said, I feel like I just rebelled in school. I don't know why. I should have done the opposite, but I didn't. And I remember, um, yeah, I got expelled and my mum battered me the whole way home from school. It took us about te- 20 minutes to walk back home. She was like, you fucking stupid bitch. What are you going to do now? She was like, you need to go and get um, a job. You're not laying on the sofa all day. So I was like, oh God. So I didn't know what to do. And I remember I applied to go to the army, but I got rejected. Um, why? I don't know. They just rejected me. Can you imagine <laughs> me in the army? Though? <laughs> um yeah, so then what I ended up doing then? I ended up doing um, an apprenticeship. I'd done a hairdresser, no, sorry, a beauty apprenticeship. My mum was like, to be fair to my mum, she never, she's never let us just like sit there and not do anything. Like I've been working like since the age of 13. I remember I worked in a fish and chip shop and yeah, I was, I was just like serving chips and fish and stuff. And I remember all the popular boys used to come. I used to run out the back and they used to be like, Letitia, you need, and I was like, I was like, Oh, I can't even speak. I used to be like, yeah, 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 I'll be there now. And I used to take my time because I used to be so shamed. And I used to come home smelling of grease. And I only used to get like ten pound a shift, I think. But I've always been a grafter. Like I've always, always had to work for my money because my mum didn't have any growing up. Do you know what I mean? And all my friends, their parents were all well off, so they always had shit. So the only way I could do it was by grafting, I guess.
1: Yeah. When did the MTV valleys come then? When you were eighteen? How did that come about? Yeah, I was
0: 18. Oh, it's such a weird story. So I took my brother um, to have his hair cut. My friend had a salon in Patalba town. It's like a really small town. And I was there and they were like, um, my friend was like, oh, Tish, someone's just been in here saying, um, do we know anyone that'd be good on a Welsh reality TV show? She was like, everyone in the shop turned around was like, "Letitia," And I was like, really? I was like, oh, that's mad. So she gave me a leaflet. No, they all give my number and she gave me a leaflet and I was looking at it and it was like, do you want to come become the next Welsh superstar or something like that? And I was thinking, oh, that's right on my street. Um, and at the time I was working in um, an energy company. I told everyone I was an accountant, but I was just basically copying. <laughs> I was doing um, the admin and I'd have to cop- like copy, um, what's it called, scores onto a, like a different sheet. It was such a shit and boring job. And I remember, right, it's so weird, before all this happened, I I always knew that I was going to be someone like even when I was younger, like I used to dance in front of the TV and watch MTV and like, I was obsessed with just dancing, singing, acting. I loved it. Do you know what I mean? Um, And I remember I was sitting in front of my desk and I was doing my job and I looked out the window. I went, (laughs) I went, this is not for me. I was like, I'm going to be famous. And I remember telling myself that and Mm. it's, it's crazy. And I think a few weeks after I said that, that happened so anyway, they called me, and I was in work, and I went into the work toilets. So they were like, "Oh, hi, you, Leticia! Like, so many people have given your number, blah blah blah." And they were just like, "Like, what you, what are you like as a person?" I was like, "Oh, I'm fucking nuts." I was like, "I love getting on it." I was, I was like, "I love going out clubbing." I was like, "I've got a boyfriend," but I was like, "I am cheating him all the time." Like, I was, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I was so bad. I was a savage. Um And I remember they were like, "Right, we love you. Can you come up tomorrow?" And I, and I was like. I was thinking, fuck, I've got £10 in my bank account. And it was in Cardiff. And that's like, I think like four, no 45 minutes from where I lived. And I was thinking, shit, do I risk spending my last £10 to go into this interview? Like I might not even get it. Do you know what I mean? By I thought, I was like, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, I'll come, I'll come. So I remember I put on like a gold dress um, and I had like a fur coat on and I had like bleach blonde hair then. It was disgusting. You've probably seen if you've Googled me. And... Um, did I say red lipstick? I put red lipstick on. Anyway, I drove up. I filled my tank with my last 10 pounds and I went there. And I remember um, they, they would keep me waiting for ages. And I was like, again, so fucking pissed off. I was like, it was like in Cardiff on like this, um, on the like strip where all the clubs are. I was sitting at some bar with like a chaperone. And I went, and then they went, oh, we're ready for you. So I was like, okay, cool. So I walked over and it was like the head of MTV, um, the head of True Productions who made the valleys and um, two other people from from MTV, I think. And I walked in, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I was like, why have you kept me so long? I said, my hair's gone so fucking frizzy. And I sat down like that. They just burst out laughing. I was thinking, what the hell? They said from that moment, they knew that I was the one that it, like, I think they picked, I think they interviewed like 3,000 people or something like that. But I was one of the first interviews. They were like, she's got it. Like, and it's mad. Like, I miss that Letitia. Like, I just didn't give a fuck.
1: Yeah, but do you miss that Letitia? That's it's, the that's the class clown, Letitia. That's the yeah. one who had done a lot of bad stuff to get the, the wrong attention. Yeah. Now you're at that stage. Now you're making a transition where you're seeing the world. Do you world know what
0: I miss? I miss not giving a fuck. I miss.
1: But you did give a fuck. That was just a barrier. That was a mask. Yeah. yeah that was a mask. Then when that mask clips, realize like. How would you feel if your daughter was to act like that?
0: Oh, I do, I do, actually. Do you know what I yeah. mean? So yeah, you, I feel like I am a completely different person now, yeah. but I wouldn't mind a little bit of that uh, Leticia yeah, Valleys in me. zero
1: fucks given, of course. Yeah. But there's always fucks given. Yeah. I always say I couldn't give a fuck, but deep down, I always do. Yeah. I'm a sensitive bastard. Like, mm. I, I I feel people's pains. I, I'm an empath. Like, I feel people's sensitivities. And, yeah. And I, and I see people, and it hurts me to see people weak. So when you, people ask, think, who are strong, like we spoke earlier, and you say, oh, they look happy, but is anybody really truly that happy?
0: No, I don't think they are. Do like not... I said to you, earlier, I was like, I just feel like you people think, oh, you've got money, you've got a nice life,
1: you,
0: you're you bound to be happy, but it, there's so much more to it than that, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I've met anyone that's, like, truly happy. Yeah.
1: I don't think. I think it's an illusion that you can be happy for a short b- Little short bursts at a time, like yeah, after exercise or doing something good, or you've booked a holiday, or you've got a new house that lasts for a couple hours, an hour, and then it yeah. goes. And then you start thinking about the past again. Like when I'm happy, sometimes I don't feel as if I deserve to be happy, yeah, and then I make myself fucking sad. <laughs> that's fucked up, but when you when so when you go into the valleys, did you think, okay, my life's complete? I'm that's me, I've made it, I'm I'm no. gonna feel happy. I
0: am, um, it's mad, like. And at the time, like it's so bad I was still with that guy, you know, the the one I got with when I was fourteen. But like our relationship was just it was it was rocky anyway. Do you know what I mean? It was coming to an end. But we kind of like was like, do you know what? We'll stick together. And um no, I didn't think I completely made it. I went into this not knowing what the fuck was going to happen. I didn't even watch TV at, the, at that point. Like, they were like, oh, it's going to be like Geordie show or Jersey show. And I remember them giving us a disc to watch and I didn't even watch it. Um, so I just went into it, like, just, just full on, like... Winging it. Yeah, winging it. Yeah. And I didn't expect it to take off the way it, it took off. At what all. was that
1: like for you then? Getting thrown into the limelight. Right.
0: So the first...
1: Did that spiral you? Do you know worse?
0: what? Yeah, like... And remember, I went in there. This is why I look so fucked on the, fir- on the first um, season because remember, I was doing drugs. I was do- on benders and stuff and it drains you, you know, like you just don't look like, like you. And um, yeah, I went in there, I was drinking every single day for like, I think I was in there two months, six weeks. I can't remember. So I just looked absolutely disgusting. Um, and I... I oh, I don't know, it was just a bit mad. I remember, do you know what? It was such an, an amazing experience. Like, I'm so glad I done it. But like, when I when I come out of it, I had the worst end of it. Because I went in there, like, I feel like they, they forced the bad, like, the bad character on me kind of thing. Like, I was the bitch. I was the, I was the rowdy do you know, do you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. when i'm not like i'm li- literally the least bitchiest person you probably ever meet like if i've got to say something i'll tell you to your face kind of thing um so i think like i had the bad character so when when the first series launched oh my god james i had so many death threats you wouldn't believe i didn't leave my house for like a month like it was bad like it was really really bad and then all the other um People off the valleys were literally loving life, doing PAs, making loads of money. I was fucking skint. I literally come, come out there thinking, oh, I'm going to make some money. I was the skintest I'd ever been. I was so skint.
1: Do you think these production companies use kids?
0: Do you know what? I feel, I feel like, yeah, a bit. I feel like definitely back in the day, but I feel like it's different now. Lots I feel like, uh, yeah, there's a lot that. of pro- protocols and everything mm. to go through, isn't it? And I feel like I was definitely naive. I, I was, I would just do anything that the producers told me to do.
1: Were they happy to let you do anything?
0: Yeah, I would do, I would I would just do anything. I, I just didn't give a fuck.
1: You only fucking 18. Man. Yeah, I was 18. You know I mean? like...
0: And I had like fame just dangling there for me. And, do you yeah. know what I mean? So... Mm. Yeah, I just, when I watch back the first series now, I just don't feel like that's me Uh, at all.
1: You see the kids going on Love Island and you see them coming out and committing suicide because nobody, like, back in the day, if you've got a tribe like 200, 300 years ago, there's only maybe 20, 30 people in that tribe. Yeah. So you don't really feel as much hate. Yeah. But nowadays everybody's got an opinion, everybody wants social media, even social media is all bullshit, everybody's yeah. competing against each other's likes, yeah. no likes, like, I'll put a post out if I don't get a certain amount of views, or likes, I'm thinking, oh, nobody loves me anymore, that's how fast the fucking it's, it's, mind, it's
0: mad though, ticks isn't it ticks you, so when these mm-hmm. people are
1: getting in and thinking, okay, I'm going to get in there, make a few million, I'm going to become famous, I can do what I want, don't realise and it takes you 10 steps back yeah. because it's a darkness. It's everybody's opinion. Did, did I really look like that? Is that the way people think of me? Mm. Then you start doubting yourself and then the hatred kicks in and then the self-loathing, and then the suicidal thoughts. Yeah, And that's when people end up taking their own life.
0: 100%. I feel like anyone that's, that even thinks of doing TV, you've got to be very thick-skinned. Very, very, very thick-skinned because yeah. it's a it's a harsh world, I swear to God. Like, like I said, before I went on the valleys, I didn't have insecurities. I knew... I wasn't the best looking girl, do you know what I mean? But I, I, I felt confident, and then after the first series, phew, that had gone. Yeah, people, suicidal again. Yeah, suicidal. I felt insecure. I'd like honestly, people. I feel like I got the worst end of it. Like people, are like, oh my god, look at her fucking teeth. You can grate cheese with her teeth. You can fucking chew through barbed wire. Horrible te- bastards. But, yeah, <laughs> twats. Yeah, like bastards, honestly, yeah. like it was bad mm-hmm. and everyone in in my hometown hated me as well because i went on there i was like yeah i'm from poor toilet and it's fucking full of skip brats but i was just <laughs> saying anything and everything to get myself yeah. on the show do you know yeah, what i mean i yeah, love yeah. i love where i'm it's from
1: entertainment as well yeah like people who are on uh Jordi show the hate that it only ways essex people in essex yeah. hate it, Like
0: we had fucking um what's it called when people protest to get the show off? They were like, you're making a bad example of Wales. Like it was, it was big (laughs) thing in Wales. Do you know what I mean? Uh, But I was like, we're not really making a bad example. Do you know what I mean? This is how kids act. We get, go out, we get fucked off our face and we just live, live our life. Do you know what I mean? Like this is what your kids are doing, but it's just not being, like it's not being on TV. And how long did
1: that last two years?
0: So I think... It was like a three years, I think. So I stopped filming when I was like twenty. The last series was when I was twenty one.
1: What was that like for you? Did you have other things? In it the was pipeline? bad
0: because I just thought this was gonna go on for ages. Do you know what I mean? I didn't I didn't plan ahead.
1: Were you getting paid for it?
0: So yeah, so the first series I got eight hundred pounds, I think. That's fucking eight hundred pounds. Yeah. To go and through like, that
1: pain and torment. Yeah.
0: And... It's mad. And I mem- I remember coming out like like broke, absolutely broke. And I remember I had a car on finance at the time. This is like 10 years ago now. I couldn't afford my payments. My car got taken from me. I've never even said this to anyone. I don't think any of my friends know this, but I couldn't afford to keep my fucking car. Like how mad is that? So my car got taken away from me. Um, like I said, all my all my other um, TV mates, they were all getting PAs and everything. But because I was the most hated, and I think because I was black, I don't feel like I was getting work like them. Do you know what I mean? So um it was it was hard, I can't lie. Really think
1: there was a lot of racism? Oh hell a of a of that? lot. Yeah. What
0: was that? Oh god, yeah. And I was like, it was only me and Leroy, so Leroy's mixed race as well. And yeah, the racism was bad. Like on Twitter,
1: it was honestly it was bad. Were you good friends, the cast?
0: Yeah. I, I made some good friends. I'm still friends with like Carly now. She's gone on to have a baby and Natalie. Um But the others, I wouldn't say, I didn't stay in touch with them. But at the time, I was friends with like one or two of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what did you do after the Valleys then?
0: So I remember the second series. So the second series we filmed, I feel like I was more myself then. And I started like creating like a fan base. Do you know what I mean? People started like liking me because I was myself. Um, And they could see I was just like, just a normal girl. Um, And then the third series... So the second series we got paid £8,000, I think, for that. And then the third series, I think I got like 16000 I think I got paid more than everyone else. It's still not good, do you know what I mean? But at the time I was skint and I was like, mm. that, I felt like it was a lot of money. And I remember it was a good series, loved it. Like, I really enjoyed doing the valleys. Like, it's it's not every day you could say I lived my fucking best life from the age of yeah. 18 to 21. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It was like we was in uni but like it was being filmed kind of thing um but i remember we didn't get a fourth season and i swear to god i cried for days because i was thinking i didn't have a backup plan i was only 21 i didn't think that far ahead i didn't save my money i i was just stupid with it Do you know what i mean going out partying every weekend and i remember they told us right there's not going to be another season and i remember all of us was devastated like it was bad the way it was done to be fair because it was just like we thought we was going to go and um, go and film season four it was all planned and everything and last minute it just got pulled
1: from us what kind of views were you getting on mtv
0: um oh, a lot of views millions. um i don't know about millions but there was a lot of views and now mm. i know they regret it because they said they they, they punched themselves about it because they were like it was such a good rating show and i think x and the beach actually came out, out around the third season and i think they wanted to focus more on that that's why it got pulled but um,
1: Would you do it again if it popped up?
0: What, the valleys? Yeah, yeah so there was meant to be a reunion year
1: last reunion. year
0: or the year before. And I filmed like the backstory for it and everything. And again, it got pulled. Mm-hmm. But I would do it 100% because it'd be so nice to see. Everyone's in a different kind of- um,
1: Matured a bit.
0: Yeah, everyone's mature now. They've got kids, they've got babies. They engage, do you know what I mean? It's like one of them's a lawyer. Jenna's a lawyer now. So it'd be so cool to just like- just catch up with everyone but it obviously wouldn't be as crazy yeah. because i that can't life
1: man like you've got to take your hat off to anybody who tries yeah especially in the reality game like it's, you've got to have a, a big set of fucking balls because yeah you're gonna you're putting yourself in the firing line to yeah. be hated mm. Now a lot of people hate their jobs they hate their lives yeah so if they see people having fun and they see people try to make something in their life people fucking hate that they do they, yeah. they do hate it yeah People are bastards. But there's a lot of goodness out there. There's a lot of good people. But anybody that does these reality shows, you have got to take your hat off to them because no matter how successful you are in these shows, you're going to get hate. Yeah, But people still watch. Yeah, It's just to learn to understand that it is only words, but all human beings, we we feel those words. We feel that. Like, why do they hate on me? What has it I've really done for them to do that? And and that can be difficult. So after that, get cancelled. What happened with your life then? I
0: remember I was living in Cardiff at the time. Um literally having the time of my life, Still like partying. literally partying all the time. Um, and I lived with one of my friends, um, Garvin, I had to think of his name then. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we literally had such a laugh. Like literally we were out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like it was, it was, it was mm-hmm. mad. And I remember the show got pulled and I was thinking, fuck. What the fuck am I gonna do? So, my only source of income at the time, because I had Instagram, but there was no like posting and shit like, um, collabs and shit like that. It was, that wasn't a thing back then. I wish it was because I would have made so much more money, but it wasn't. So, I was thinking, fuck, I'm not gonna have any more PAs. I'm not gonna get paid from the show. What the fuck am I gonna do? So, I was like, I I don't know what to do. And I had a friend at the time and she was like dancing, like doing, um, she was like a stripper in in Cardiff earning so much money. And she was like, oh Tisha, I'm going to Miami. Like, why didn't you come with me? Like we could dance out there. And I was just like, oh, I don't know. Like I couldn't dance. And I I was just like, oh, I don't know. And she was like, come on. Like there's nothing else you could do. And I remember I had a, a bit of savings left. So I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to go Miami and just go over it there because I couldn't go to a normal job. How can I go from being in the valleys, literally steaming off my face and every single episode kissing people like, oh, can I just put it out there as well? I never had sex in it. Everyone used to be, everyone used to say, oh, you're such a whore. You had sex in TV. I've never once had sex in TV, but like the show was mad. It wasn't PG. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was extreme. So I was like, how can I go from that? to just go into a normal job no one's going to employ me not one single person they're going to laugh at me if I walk in for an interview so I was like fuck um and also like my ego I didn't want to go back to a normal job I was just like I just felt like on a high do you know what I mean like I I just didn't want to go back to that kind of thing so I went to Miami I don't know if I'm going to completely keep this in there because I don't think man, no one really knows about this um and my friend was just like um yeah, let's go dance out there. So I was like, oh shit, okay. So I remember like Googling like how to... i'm dead how to strip dance and shit like that like and i was watching youtube videos yeah. right and um there was just some some girls and just some mad outfits i remember watching one, one video and um they were climbing up a pole, and then there was a girl at the pole, and she was shaking the pole like that so i was like right okay i'm gonna have to like i remember that one and i remember we got there and we auditioned for this club called 11 in miami and it was like basically like um it wasn't like a ratchet club, do you know what I mean? It was all like very pretty girls there, very rich people go there. And I remember um, I auditioned and I remember I had to get in one of these podiums. And I was I, I couldn't dance gyms, I still can't dance now. So I was just like, like that. And, and I was only 21, you know, just like dancing. They were like, all oh, right, you got the job. So I was like, fuck. So I'm basically working in Miami, Step being Ill- illegal. Like you're not meant to work there. Mm. And um, yeah, so I think I worked Probably like four times, I couldn't do it. How
1: much did you make?
0: Oh, fuck all. <laughs> I made no money, like, honestly. <sighs> I think one night I earned like a thousand pounds, not a thousand dollars. Oh, I must have made about $2,000 the whole time I was there. And all, and then I blew all my savings club in. And I remember, um, I told you about that pole dance thing, because I, I want to tell you this story. So I remember there was three stages, right? There was one stage where it's like at the back, no one really sees you. The second stage, you're in the middle and... Um, like people see you. And then the third stage is where like all the NBA players are and like they're throwing money and stuff for you and you're on, you've are you got like a big pole there. So I was like, right, okay. I said to my friend, you climb up because I couldn't fucking climb the pole. And I was like, and I'll shake it. So she's like, all right, okay, cool. So she, we go to the um podium. She climbs up and I start shaking the pole like this. All of a sudden, like, about 20 security guards run up on the on the stage. They drag us off. They're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's not um, secure to the wall. You're not meant to move the pole. And I was I, I I remember thinking, fuck this. I can't do this. Like literally NBA players, rappers, like I see them all. They all seen it happen. I was just like so shamed. But stripping wasn't for me. Like I'd like to think <laughs> it was. I thought, oh, I'd be so good at getting money out of men and stuff. But I couldn't take it. I'm used, I was used to just men coming up to me like... Trying to win me over, do you know what I mean? I fucking hated going up to men, trying to make them feel good and make and try and get money out of them. I felt disgusting, so I was easy.
1: like,
0: "Yeah, I was like, nah." How this... long were
1: you in Miami for?
0: I was. I stayed in Miami for four months. I was meant to stay. I was meant to stay out there for like a year, I think, but I couldn't hack it, James. In the end,
1: yeah. No, sorry. No, you've oh. got uh, Amy Arkan in the book saying oh. that you try to shag your pal at the. The toilet or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, we met him. Um,
1: Did he ever reach out when you put him in his book? Your book?
0: Nah. And do you know why I regret putting him in the book? At the time, I had management, and I was like, I told him about the story. I was like, Oh my god, fucking. We were out. Namuko, I'm, I'm I was Yeah. Khan come up to us wherever, and he was really nice. And then we went. We lived. um Basically, like right next to the club, like a street over from the club, and we were walking, and he was just following us. We were like, What are you doing? And he was like, Come on, come on, like, let me come in, like, I'll, I'll give you money. And we were like, No, like, I'm not a fucking prostitute. Do you know what I mean? I think he offered us like two thousand two thousand £2,000. And I remember telling my agent about it at the time, and he was like, oh, amazing, let's put in your book. And I was just like, Oh, I'd like, a, do you know what I mean? I don't really want to put it in my book because I. I don't know I regret it now but yeah that happened though
1: but he's just, just trying to get headlines for the book it? Like,
0: that's what it was did he not try and sue anything or anything fucking. how can he it? sue It happened do you know what I mean like you can't sue me for the yeah. truth but um, it's mad because I was watching him and his wife on TikTok the other day and they seem really happy and stuff and I feel like he's changed because I think he was a bit of a creep back in the day innit
1: but, um, you tend to see, man, a lot of these fucking sports stars are quite cool. yeah, creepy, man. Like, yeah, they I are. I think a lot of people bow down to them. Like, you see this shit with Ryan Giggs? I had his brother on, Roderick. And yeah. He was shagging his wife for eight years. His brother?
0: What? His brother?
1: Sh- yeah, shagging his brother's wife for eight years. And while she was pregnant.
0: Fuck off. Yeah,
1: six months pregnant. Oh, my God. Do they just- speak? No, not now. But it's- Roderick's a good guy, man. Oh, I shit, I did mom. know that. Yeah, Ryan Giggs. So I think just people, they don't know people's stories. People are young as well. You've been young. I've been young. Yeah like- would you utilize it to your advantage if you're a fucking womanizer? Of course you would. Yeah. Like you would have done 100%. it for attention. You were doing it all yeah. for fucking stripping and whatever you could get off men and yeah. guys do the same. Like people make mistakes. It was ten years ago and
0: Yeah, hundred percent. just,
1: Everybody's fucking majority's cunts are perverts, but I
0: know, it's true. <laughs> but um What yeah. did you do
1: when you came back from Miami?
0: So I remember I left Miami because I just got depressed there. I just feel like It was, because I'm like a country girl, like it was so weird for me to be there because like, it was just like everyone you meet wanted to be someone. So you'd be like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm an artist or I'm a model or I'm, it was just, it was like I was living in La La Land and it didn't seem like real. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, fake, so fake. Mm -hmm. And I remember I went back to my, I was sharing an apartment, right, with, there was four of us in a studio apartment. So there's four of us girls sharing one bed. Like we were, I was so skinned like honestly I had no money I remember I had to ask my friend to buy me a subway like that's how bad it went like it was bad um and I remember just coming back one day and I was just I just broke down I was just crying and I was like I was like I just don't want to be you I was like I'm just not happy and I was with um my daughter's dad at the time when I was out there and he was just like just come home kind of thing well we were like kind of together kind of not kind of thing so he
1: wasn't he was back home. here and you were. In he was Miami. back home. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fucking yeah. proud with that. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> um. So it's really weird. Like I got back, and um, I was with Winter's dad wherever. Mm-hmm. I literally got pregnant the, the same week I was back, or the, the same month. I got pregnant instantly. It was it was mad, and I remember thinking like I felt like it was God's way of like saving me. Like I felt like
1: yeah, crossroads. Hmm. Yeah, crossroads. Yeah,
0: because I would just I was just. I didn't know what to do with my life. I was unhappy. I was just like, I hated like Miami, and I was just like, what the fuck? And then when I got pregnant, I was like, shit, like this is God saving me. So, yeah, that's why I ended up um, obviously having winter because everyone around me was like, get rid of it. It's gonna uh, ruin your career, this and that. And I was like, no, like something in me was just saying like, just to keep to keep my baby. So
1: okay. yeah. Exactly. Kind of turning point in your
0: life? 100%. God, like, mass, like parenthood has changed me. Like, I feel like a completely different person to that person. It's mad.
1: Does it do you cringe looking back at the shit you've done? Oh,
0: my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, uh, I just used to be a bit wild, do you know uh, what I mean? So
1: did everyone, though. Like, yeah. You, you can't beat yourself up for being... But do you know the valleys, too. like yeah.
0: everyone always says to me, do you regret it? And my answer is no. I feel like if I didn't do the valleys, I don't feel like I'd be where I am today. Do you know what I mean? Of course, like, man. Yeah, obviously it's going to be a bit yeah. awkward when uh-huh. Winter watches it when she's 18. But
1: <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that that's my story. Mm-hmm. You done it. Was it Million Dollar Baby? Yeah. You went on Piers Morgan, but they kind of gave you a rough ride for that. Why do you think yeah. that is?
0: I just think P- Piers Morgan is a prick and I'm just like a young mixed race girl going on there just saying oh yeah I I don't know I just feel like he didn't understand where I was coming from the reason I'd done the show was because one MTV come to me with it and we're like right we want to do a show with you and your daughter and two like it's a chance to earn money for my daughter's future who the fuck's going to turn that away and like I wasn't doing anything different to what fucking Victoria Beckham and and all these other celebs do with their kids. They're on the front page of Burberry or on runways and stuff. And they make money from their their kids. So I didn't understand why I got so much shit. Because at the end of the day, like it was in... I was just doing it in my daughter's interest. Do you know what I mean? Like that money that I made from that show is still sitting in the bank account. Like that's for her future. So...
1: And he made you feel bad for it? Yeah. if you're doing something wrong?
0: Yeah, he... Oh, he was horrible to me. I felt so good going on the show. I didn't even want to do it, you know. But obviously, he was pressed for the show, so I was like, "All right, okay, whatever." Like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm smart, but I'm not academically smart. Like, I can't speak properly. So, like, I just knew me going on there, they're just gonna, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, get have their way with their words and stuff. Yeah, just put your pressure. Um, yeah, I just, I just wanted to get my point across because I just knew he was going to go in, go yeah. in for me.
1: Yeah. What about for The Million Dollar Baby? How did that show go?
0: Um, Oh, Can't Lie is one of the hardest films things I've ever filmed. Why is that? So like, do you know like The Valleys and Big Brother and all the other shows I've done? Like there's there's a cast, there's Mm -hmm. loads of you. But Winter was two years older this time and it was just me and Winter. So like, can you imagine the stress? I was filming five days a week and it was just like, they couldn't go off and film like a family member or someone like that, because the show was based on me in winter. So it was it was a lot, a lot of hours. It was hard work. Um and juggling a baby as well. It was it was it was hard. But I'm so grateful that MTV gave me the chance to like have my own show. Not many people can say that. Um, but it was hard.
1: What was Big Brother like?
0: Oh, Big Brother was one of the best experiences of my life. It? Yeah. Because like I watched that when I was eleven years old. Like I loved it. Like I remember just just watching it constantly it was on channel five or channel four i can't remember um so i always 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 wanted to do big brother and i remember um at the time i just had winter and i moved to wales and i was like living in like a council flat had no money or whatever and i was doing like a uni course and i had no tv work nothing like that no money coming in for social media because that wasn't about and i remember my agent rings me and he's like t-shirt and I was like yeah it was on my birthday it was the 25th of November and he was like big brother want you to do their show and I remember just breaking down and crying screaming crying I was like no 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 I was like you serious and they were like yeah they, he was like it's not a celeb one though it's a normal one so I was thinking okay wherever um and oh, do you know I'm so thankful for, for big brother because I was in a bad place like like I told you financially and everything I like I was scrimping and saving like and and, and I, I felt like a failure because I had a daughter and obviously I just wanted to give her the best life I could and I felt like I wasn't doing that. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, I needed, I remember, I, I remember manifesting before this happened actually. Have you ever read the book called The Secret?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Law of Attraction.
0: Yeah. And I read that and I remember writing in my notes, right? I want to move to London um, and at the time I had like £100 in my bank, okay? Um, I want to save £20,000. I want to drive a Range Rover Um, and I want to like get back, get back on TV kind of thing, and then the week later that happens, I have that phone call. It was fucking mad. So I remember, um, just like right, I'm going to do it. I think they only paid like a thousand pounds, but it was hard for me because Winter was nine months old at the time, and obviously it was just like me and her. We lived together, but I thought, in order to get to where you want, you have to sometimes like. Um, sacrifice. Make sacrifice things, make hard decisions. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, do you, I was, I'm in an hour in about it, you, but I, then I thought, do you know what? I'm gonna go on the show. I'm gonna fucking win it, and I'm gonna make a life for me, for me, and my daughter. Um, I was one of the hardest things, like leaving her. So I remember I had done the show. Um, literally, it couldn't have gone any better for me. I did get voted out. Um, not by the public, but by um, someone in the house because he saw me as a threat. He just knew I was going to win it. I was the favourite to win um, in the bookies and everything. Um, yeah, and I remember just leaving there and boom, like the money started coming in. Like I was getting um, social media posts. I was getting interviews. Like I was, I started, I earned a lot of money after that. It was crazy. And I remember like a month after coming out, I looked at my notes and everything that I put in my notes, I had accomplished. So I moved. I ended up moving to London. I remember thinking... Because at the time, I was living in um, a council farm. I was paying, like, £300 rent a month. And in London, you can't get anywhere cheap. It was like, I think my rent where I moved was £1,250. I was thinking, how the fuck am I going to afford every month to pay £1,250? But I thought, do you know what? Let me just move up. I'll, I'll fucking... I'll manage it, you know what I mean? And like I said, money started coming in. And then I remember like two months, three months, probably after the show, I looked at my notes and everything I put in my notes that I was manifesting, I I accomplished. Yeah. It, was, it, it was mad from going, from being completely skint, living in a council flat to living in London, driving the car I wanted, having that in my savings. And um, obviously I was getting loads of work.
1: Yeah, so manifestation is very powerful. It's so powerful. Yeah, you are what you think and people, that's where you can change your mindset, change yeah. the way you see the world and the, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. Like 100%. You can change your outgoings, you can change life. It's not just a case of writing it down. No, you've, you've like. You could rewrite that down, but you've still took the leap to go into Big Brother. Yeah. Knowing the fact that when you've done the valleys, the hate that comes with it, all the drill yeah. shit. So but knowing j- that you're going to put yourself in the firing lane again, it can stop people from going, I don't want to do that again.
0: Yeah, 100%. So you, you took the
1: leap and done it, which is I good. Did. Your ass, what was the script when you fucking bent over and your ass popped out or oh, something? Yeah, was that yeah. the
0: So, um... I didn't have um an <laughs> appropriate a eviction, okay? So I only had done bit in the side because I was evicted in like one of the games. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have an eviction. And they were like, oh, Leticia, come on, bit in the side. So when I was in there, I was constantly fucking eating because I was so bored. So I was just eating like mayo and chicken sandwiches every day, do you know what I mean? I was like eating, 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 drinking every night. Um, and I remember, uh, I come out and I tried on this dress and it was size 10 and I thought it was a bit tight and I wasn't going to wear any knickers, right. But I thought, I thought, let me just put, I, it was like a pink thong and I put it on. And then I went on the show and I remember Winter was in the crowd with her father at the time. And, um, in the, in the house, I used to twerk all the time. And do you know, one thing I love about my brother, I think I'm glad I done it because none of it's like edited, like it's, you can't, there's no producers telling you how to act or what to do. I was completely and utterly myself. And I think that's when people just started to like, see the real me, do you know what I mean? So Big Brother done me a world of good, I can't lie. So anyway, on Big Brother a bit in the side, um, Rylan was like, oh, like, show us a twerk, because I was always twerking in the house. So I stood up, and I just went, you go like this, and you went, but, and then I just seen everyone laughing and I felt like, like a gust of air. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I realized my fucking scooter popped. I was like, no. Like, honestly, do you know, like when you just want the ground to swallow you up? That's why when it happened to me, I was so shamed, And I sat, I remember just sitting down and thinking, fuck, like, oh my God. Like, I was so shamed. Um And I remember everyone tweeting like, oh, she set, she set it up. It was fake. No, it wasn't. I just put on fucking loads of weight. Do you know what I mean? And my dress just went up that went fucking viral. Mm -hmm. I was shocked. I remember I had friends traveling in like Peru or something. The Peruvian kids were watching on their phone, just like watching over, laughing, laughing, laughing. Um, It was mad. It was crazy to come out, to get evicted like by a housemate. And obviously I didn't get a proper eviction and everything. And for that to happen, felt like it was like, obviously it was embarrassing, but it was a blessing in disguise. That took my career as well from from there to there. It was, it was crazy. is mad, those
1: things that, it's yeah. the, the, the ones that's most unexpected that can change your life for yeah. the better. It's, it's all about, it's trying try, try to create a platform for yourself and create a, bl- a, a brand to then feed your daughter, which is the main yeah. objective. you done X in the Beach as well, what was that like?
0: Oh, that was such a good experience. Um, when, when was that last year or the year before? I loved it. It was so good. I'd never done like a dating show wherever so when they come to me with it, I was just like, mm. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it was a laugh. Just had a laugh. Just drinking all the time. Obviously, I had a bit of a. Romance. How did you get on with the booze now? I don't drink. Do you I not? Let, no. I do you know what? Since the valleys days, like because yeah. imagine drinking every day, right? So we'd wake up at eight o'clock in the morning we'd have to get up at eight o'clock in the morning. We'd get ready. We'd be out filming all day. We'd get back at six o'clock. Then we'd have to get ready to go out. So then we'd pre-drink. Then we'd drink all... um, We'd drink, obviously, on the night out. We'd come back. We'd drink all night. And then we'd go sleep at, like, four, three in the morning. So we'd have, like, three hours sleep a day, right? It turned me off drink. Like, and drugs. I haven't touched drugs. Fuck. Since... Since I was, like, 19, I think, before winter. Like, drugs are just not for me at all i'm glad i experienced all that when i was younger cuz it's just like it yeah. doesn't appeal to me at all anymore yeah, and be. drinking yeah. i barely drink if i if i go out and have food i don't think no i don't really drink oh, i don't yeah, drink like anymore but um if you did have a drink, i'm trying to think the la- i don't more karma. much more karma. like i got a cut-off point and i know where my cut-off point is do you know like some people just get levered and they're all mm. around the floor and stuff i never get like that because i i just know how to handle it i just know my my cut-off point but uh, i barely drink anymore
1: i just how's your relationship with winter's dad
0: um it's okay like he's an amazing dad like really good dad with winter um but I, I wouldn't say, like, we're just civil with each other. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the way it should be. So we co-parent, he has a, a week, I have a week. So the week I don't have a, like, I get to do things like this and um, to get all my posts completed and stuff. So that's good, co-parenting. It's hard yeah. at the same time, do you know what I mean? But, like, that's I've got hard. to be fair. Yeah,
1: you've got to work with each other, man. Yeah. Because it's, it's not the kid's fault in any way, form. Yeah. performance, to be the best parent's possible which is and if you can have a good relationship it makes things even just having civil relationship makes things better what do you think looking back at your relationships and that
0: um my previous relationships i think i don't know i just don't feel like i feel like i my past relationships it's just been how can i explain it like the one when I was 14 to 19. No,
1: that's a fucking weird one. Yeah,
0: that was that was just a weird time in my life. I feel like I just, that was just a comfort thing for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then with Winter's dad, I felt like I was just young when I got with him as well. We got, I got with him when I was 20, 21, 22? No, 21, I think. I was 21. And I just feel like I was in a weird point in my life. And I felt like, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. I just don't think we were meant for each other. We were never meant for each other. We, we like chalk and cheese, me and him. But at the end of the day, we've had a beautiful child, that's come out of it. But it was, it was, it was a hard breaking up because I've always, because I didn't have that family unit yeah. growing up. I wanted to give my daughter that. You know what I mean? So I think I was staying for the wrong reasons when I was with him, because mm-hmm. um, we just didn't, we didn't get along. Like we really didn't get along. Like, and now I see that. Now I'm in a new relationship. I've been with my boyfriend nearly two years now. Like. I see the difference, do you know what I mean? I know, like, I don't feel like I was in love when I was with my child's father, if that makes sense, but, mm. like, now I know what love is.
1: How does he handle, like, your man, the, the attention and the stuff that you've done in the past? Is he um, okay with it?
0: Yeah, do you know what? Like, he... I think me and him get along so well and we're in like such a good place because we've experienced similar things like in our childhood and stuff like that. So we connect on a whole different level. Mm-hmm. It's like mad. Like with my child's father, we didn't really have that connection. Do you know what I mean? But he's cool with it. Like he um, he doesn't get jealous. Like he's really like laid back. Um, but yeah, he knows I've been wild and stuff on the, on the valleys. He's seen it all, but... He just loves me and accepts me yeah, for who I a, am That's a good man then. What yeah. about when
1: you when you start to get fame and getting attention? How do you know who's right and who's wrong? Like do people then don't. want people just want you for because of what you're doing as well where you can't really trust anyone?
0: Yeah. I feel like that's been the case with a lot of people. Hmm. Not even just relationships, I feel like friends as well. I feel like there's I feel like when when you're known I feel like everyone just wants to be your friend just for that fact, you know what I mean? Simple fact. So that's why I've always kept my day one friends that I've grown up with, like my friends and I'm so close to them, do you know what I mean? But I've had friends come in and out of my life and I just feel like, I I generally feel like a lot of people have used me to get to where they want to be. And it's sad because I I wouldn't do that to someone. But I don't know. And as you get older, you get more walked in you (laughs) and you realize a lot of things.
1: Your book... How did that come about, especially at a young age? To do an autobiography?
0: Um, I remember it was on the valleys, and I had an agent at the time, and obviously he knew everything about my life. Like I just because I was really close with him, and he was like, "Tish, he was like, you need to do an, um, an autobiography." And I was thinking, "The fuck? Don't like old people do them?" And he was like, "No, like <laughs> all you've been through is like crazy. Like some people, like some people that are sixty haven't been through that kind of thing." And I was just like, "Oh, okay." And then that's how I ended up doing it.
1: you happy with that?
0: Um How yeah. was your response? Good. I had a yeah. good response, but mm-hmm. me and my mum didn't speak for a while.
1: was it hard for her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
0: feel like I feel like she likes to push everything in the back of the back of her mind and act like nothing happened. But at the end of the day, it's my story. It's what happened to me. So if I want to speak on it or to help people, then I will. You're
1: going to get another book out?
0: Maybe in the future, yeah, yeah. maybe. So
1: plans for the future moving forward?
0: Um future moving forward. I wanna I'm in the middle of buying a house, actually. Congratulations. Yeah, so I want to get more on the property larger after this. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm done with TV. I don't feel like...
1: I don't think you are. Don't you think? I think think if something pops up, you'll be fucking all over it. I
0: don't know, you know. You will,
1: man, I'm telling you. Do you reckon? Something else will pop up in the next... Maybe this year next year. You know what
0: I'd love to do? I'm a celebrity, get me out here. That's like one... Big Brother, and that was one of my things I've always wanted to do. So maybe that. Um... mm, Trying to think where else I want children, more children. Like, I love being a Mm mum. And, yeah, that's it, really. That's Mm -hmm. all I can think of.
1: What do you think, looking back in your life so far?
0: Um, Looking back at my life, I just... It's mad. I feel like I've been through things that no kid should have ever been through. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like... I don't know, like I, a lot I get angry about it sometimes Like I just, like I said to you before Like I just feel like I've been through what I've been through To take me to where I am now And that I need to be grateful for as well Because oh, yeah. I feel like if I had everything I wanted growing up And I didn't experience the things I experienced I don't feel like I would have had the drive and determination To get me to like where I am now
1: Yeah, for anybody that's watching It's maybe been through abuse Physical, mentally, sexually It's maybe struggling, it feels abandoned What advice would you give for them?
0: Just don't give up, and don't don't let your past hold you back. Do you know what I mean? Like, use it to motivate you and get you to where you want to be. Because, mm-hmm. it, it, like, you you can get past it. And like, I'm not gonna say like I can't say like you're gonna forget it. Because I don't. Do you know what I mean? There's days where like I'm really depressed and I think about everything that's happened. But just keep pushing and just use that fucking pain and that trauma to you to where you need to be have
1: you ever been to counseling now i went to counseling once not feel the connection
0: there um do you know what i felt weird speaking to someone that like i didn't know about my problems and i went and i was literally i come out there hysterically crying i I, i'm i I like to like keep things close to my heart you know what i mean i don't really like to talk about things this is why i never done an interview like this but like lately like i feel like i'm in a point in my life where i'm changing like mentally physically like i feel like a new person lately it's weird i feel like lockdowns like although i went through a bad stage in lockdown if, as as did everyone and you know, it you just feel like down i just feel like i don't know i feel like i've started seeing like a new a new me
1: Yes, when you get old and you start maturing, you realise, okay, I don't want to hold on Because we all start to know our feelings and emotions when we're feeling down. Yeah. It's easy to feel down and then portray and not feeling down. But when you are feeling down, it's okay to have down days. Yeah. It's okay to feel fucked up. Like, yeah. People are always saying, oh, James, you're doing well, this and that. I still feel like going fucking nuts. Yeah. I still feel like getting a big bag of cocaine <laughs> and just going and fucking going wild. But I just know the consequences now. I know what's 100%. right for me. I know what's wrong for me. If I make mistakes it's purely down to me yeah i was very good at blaming everybody else every mm. all my actions is down to me yeah Fuck everybody else it's my life i'm going to lead it the way i want to lead it. and for anybody watching as well like push on kick on like yeah. if you're battling just don't battle with putting a plaster over yourself with alcohol and drugs because it'll just make you a hundred times, oh, worse. times worse. how are you feeling after today
0: yeah i feel a lot better yeah yeah
1: but you're an amazing pe- person man you've got great energy oh thank i believe this is just then a, a, another chapter flip it and then kick on in life and, and do what the fuck you want to do this is the yeah. you've not even hit your prime yet do you know no, what I mean you've all the shit that you came through man you just got to own it And um, yeah. but for coming on today and oh, telling your story man I mean. oh, it's been amazing yeah, you've been like amazing I says too. man You're. I think you're great yeah. great energy and I look forward to seeing what you do for oh, the rest thank of the future you, Jim. you can also watch my podcast on my YouTube channel the link is in the bio if you'd like to subscribe you can follow me on my social media platforms to see who my next guest is. Follow me on Facebook at James English 11, Twitter James 0, Instagram James English 2. You can also download these podcasts on iTunes or Spotify. Sports Social Podcast
0: Network.